nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Matter Over Mind Experience. I'm your host, Master Trainer and Weight Management Expert, Narado Zico Powell. And today I have for you the wonderful Dr. Romy Mushtak, board certified physician, bringing together two decades, two decades of leadership in neurology, integrative medicine, and mindfulness. So you know, by saying those three things, we have a whole lot of powerful things to talk about today. Some of the topics, the trend of glorifying stress. And we know stress is a silent killer. And we need to know how to not just to first identify it, but also how to address it. And in your weight management journey, in your overall health, in your longevity, if you don't address stress, I don't care how perfect your diet is. If you don't address stress, you're behind the eight ball. Habits that impact productivity. That's another thing too, right? Because stress, we can be stressed when we feel I need to be productive, but if you know how to be productive, that can help to deal with your stress as well. And we're going to talk about tips to really, um, to deal with a busy brain. Apologize for the little hang up there, everybody. I'm sorry, I have a long day. But tips on how to deal with a busy brain. We're going to talk about that as well. So we have a lot of good stuff to unpack today. So with that being said, Oh, before I, before I move forward, and I always forget this, everyone, the Zika recommendation page is now live. So I'm going to make sure that the link to Zika recommendation page is in the description of the podcast. And that's important because people ask me a lot, what supplements do you take? What things do you do? So one thing that I take and that I recommend, I put on the Zika recommendation page. So you can, so the, the link is going to be in the description of the podcast. You can click on there. And not only that, but of course, you know, your boy is nice. I'm going to make sure you have some discounts on some wonderful products as well. So I'll be remiss, which apparently I'm remiss because I always forget to mention it, but I remember to mention it this time. Now, enough of me talking. Dr. Romy, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, Zico. It's great to be here with you and your entire audience. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here, my friend. Thank you for being here. And let's roll into this puppy because, you know, I, I just like to jump into the deep end, right? Please, Maybe. let's go. Yes. Yeah, let's see if I can swim. If I can't swim, then I'm just going to get some floaties and paddle my way back. So <laughs> let's talk about what inspired your transition. Because you started in traditional medicine, right? But mm -hmm. you kind of moved into more of a stress management role. So what yeah. really inspired that transition? Yeah, Zico, you know what we were talking before the podcast went live? We both have aunties in common. And I was raised here in the United States with this one success mantra for my dad. I have one daughter and you will become a doctor. And then my aunties worked really, really hard. Like, oh, Romy has to grow up and become a doctor. And oh my God, she has such a big mouth. I We hope one day she'll get married. And that was it, right? And I was loved upon and nurtured. And I entered neurology at a time where less than 5% 
1% of the brain doctors in America were women. And I loved my job, but Zico, I ain't going to lie. I, you know, all the amazing things you talk about, I didn't have time to go to the gym and work out or eat clean. I was working 100, 120 hour work weeks as a doctor and a researcher and not sleeping. All the things you and I now talk about, uh, chronically sleep deprived and under chronic stress and the stress nearly killed me and I should have known better. I'm a doctor. And at the age of 34, 35, I ended up in life-saving surgery. And I remember sitting there in the hospital after they operated on me thinking, oh my God, nothing I learned in medical school is going to help me now. Like, what do I do? You know, back then, Zika, we didn't have terms like mental health crisis, burnout that we talk about a lot today. And I started this global journey of what I thought was getting help and learning from global healers and, and the wisdom of all of our cultures. And somewhere along the way, I realized like, oh my God, there is a different way to treat brain and mental health and help high-performing executives and athletes with their peak performance. And that's where I am. If people see the TED Talk, they know I have achalasia and I've been talking all day and the saliva is pooling. So pardon me. Yeah, no. Um. So, you know, I was thinking about that because you're so right. We, even in the fitness industry, we have a very bad culture, you know, and a lot of times we don't address the body as a whole. We don't address everything as a whole. And when someone says, and you know, my show is primarily weight management focus. So oh, when, yeah. when someone yeah. wants to lose weight, that in itself is a stressor especially if you're mm -hmm. not happy with how you look, right? Yeah. So yeah, then yeah. you go in and then you go in and you try to work as hard as you can and burn Push. as many calories while you're cutting calories at the same time, living your regular life and doing everything mm -hmm. else that you're doing. And then you realize it really becomes more of an issue. That's why we stop a lot of times, even if we've yeah. gotten some results because it's just too challenging. It's not fun to continue. Mm -hmm. But when you identify the stress and identify what's happening, then at that point, you're able to say, okay, I identified, mm -hmm. maybe I need to change my approach. Or maybe, you know, I need to fire my trainer and get somebody, aka Zico, who understands the full body hey. and knows how to give you what yeah, you actually Zico. need without stressing you yeah. out and getting you your results and walking you through that path. And with that leads me, Romy, to the next kind of question on my mind, because we're talking about identifying stress, right? Mm -hmm. So in your opinion as a doctor, like how important is that? It's key, Zico. You know, you just said it right. It's it's you are a weight management and fitness high level podcast. And when I was still seeing patients one to one here in Orlando at the uh, Center for Natural and Integrative Medicine, I was taking care of athletes, peak performing executives who were quote doing everything right, eating clean, had a personal trainer, were marathon runners, whatever you know was, and they still had a plateau in their athletic performance, or they were having difficulty losing weight, doing everything right. And then they would come to me because really it starts in the brain. And when you're on a weight loss journey, you're, you can be so busy and obsessing over your macros or what you're eating and what time and your strength training versus cardio. And I'm here to tell you, it all starts 
in your brain and even more than just mindset. And this has been an area that I've been researching. So you have to know, listen, in today's world, let's be real. Everybody's walking around going, yeah, Zico, auntie, Dr. Romy, I'm stressed. You're stressed. My mama's stressed. My auntie's stressed. Who is in stress? But I want you to measure it, you know, just like you would measure the reps you're doing with the weights and know the number of, of, you know, how much you're lifting or what your resistance is, you need to know what your brain stress score is. And so we have a free busy brain test that actually measures your stress levels and gives you a score and a protocol according to that. And why is that important? Because in simple terms, and you'll read in chapter one of the busy brain cure book is your busy brain center is like an airport traffic control tower. And when we're under chronic stress, because listen, life happens, right? You're working hard. You got to pay the mortgage. You can't lose weight. Like whatever's going on in your relationship, it's going to affect the stress systems in your brain, specifically your limbic system and hypothalamus. Not only is your sleep-wake cycle affected with that hypothalamus or your circadian rhythm, so is your metabolism. Your ability to effectively metabolize your hormones that are responsible for um, metabolism and for building muscle and for hunger. So you could be, quote, doing all the right things that you hear about on Zico and you're like, I'm not getting results. What's up, Zico, my man? And it's not Zico. It's your brain. <laughs> well, honestly, if they're doing all the right things according to Zico, they will get the results because I do address stress and the other factors. Exactly. There you just go. Like, just there so you go. Right? Know. Your yeah. Boy just don't so let everybody hanging. know. Your yeah. Boy don't yeah. And, and and I know. No. No. I didn't mean it that way. But you know, we see a lot of people, and what we're talking about is a next level of stress, Zico. Right? That that chronic stress and burnout where the people are, and I think I'm here to share on top of the great advice you give on stress, the latest cutting edge research that I've been doing for the last few years and sharing in corporate America. And now it's coming out in the book and we're sharing it with the public to help people get the results and peak performance that they want. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. You know, my audience know what I'm pretty silly by this point. So I don't know how to put up with me half the time, but, um, but I want to keep on topic and stress because you do have a lot to share, even things that I, I, I myself don't know, but I have a first question because I didn't get a copy of your book. So I'm assuming- <gasps> It we will send it to yet. you. Okay. So your book is out. Okay. So your book is out. Where can they you know, we, get a copy yes. of your book? So first of all, I, auntie's going to apologize here that it wasn't good manners of my PR agency. I think there was a link that will send you a galley copy of the book. Yes. So the book one, my God, please, this is like bad manners on my part. Like I'm going to make sure you get an early release of the book. And by the time this episode is released, we're recording it early. The book will be out globally. It comes out January 9th by Harper Collins in uh, anywhere globally you buy books. So Amazon, hardcover, Target, Barnes and Nobles, airport uh, stores, uh, bookstores, as well as Kindle and audiobooks. So it's all there, which is, it goes over what a busy brain is. It tells you how to take the test. And then it goes through the simple eight week protocol on, on how to Re rewire your brain and calm down the neuroinflammation so you can reach that peak performance. Love it. And I actually, now that you said, I do remember talking to your PR firm and they said that the book wasn't out yet. So that's why I actually didn't get a copy of it. Yeah. So I, I won't blame them. This pretty good firm. I work with them a lot. Yeah. Just, you know, awesome. I don't want yeah. them to stop sending me some yeah. of these wonderful guests I got to Romy. We don't want them to stop, right? We don't Thank want them you. to stop. Yeah. But you, you, you do have some wonderful information. I've, I've obviously looked over your profile. We've had so many wonderful discussions as well. And yeah. continuing as we're talking about stress, because the book is going to break down a lot, as you said, as far as identifying how to take the test, 
how to deal with it, so on and so forth. But as for the sake of my audience, let's talk about glorifying stress. And when we say that, what do you really mean by that? And how do we address that? Yeah, you know, glorifying stress comes in two ways. We think that in order to get your optimal physical fitness, you have to do it to the point you're stressing out your body and your schedule so that maybe you're giving up sleep as an example, or at work. Listen, I deal with success-driven professionals just like you do, Zico, and this attitude that I can't succeed and achieve my life or my work goals without stressing yourself out. I want us all to stop wearing stress as a badge of honor or as a sad statistic, right? Like, oh, who isn't burnt out? I am. And instead say, what can I do to be a high achieving professional or reach my personal goals in life without stress? myself out, right? Because listen, I'm not ashamed that I want success in my business and my personal life. And I know Zico, you aren't either, but we can do it without sacrificing our mental brain and physical health. So what I'm hearing, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm definitely not the expert here. So what I'm hearing is we should stop basically making stress a center for our life where we focus on it. And, and kind of, I kind of try to say, we try to make it seem like either it's a good thing where we're like, oh, you know, I need like I need to stress myself out to get my to accomplish my goals. But at the same time, not also like making stress knock us over the head consistently, you know, like, yes. we, you know, yeah. we start a new job. And, and if you're not sure. Yeah. If you're not sure, this is the, the idea. You wake up and you can't get going without a large amount of caffeine or an energy drink in the morning, right? That's a sign that you're living on stress hormones. And you may tell Zico and I, it was just one cup of coffee, but it was really several energy drinks, or you got the doctor to give you Ritalin or Adderall. And then you're at work and you're low-key anxious all day. So you keep chugging caffeine, and you're having a hard time sticking to your nutrition plan that Zico has laid out for you. That's a sign that you're you're having hunger or blood glucose crashes or highs. That's stress. It's not that you're eating anything wrong. You were following the nutrition plan that was laid out for you. That's the brain mechanisms that are plummeting your blood sugar. And then you're like, okay, I heard Zico. I heard Dr. Auntie Romy. I'm going to calm down. And I'm going to go sleep tonight. And then you're like, I go home and I can't take the edge off. So let me have a glass of wine or three or this prescription sleeping pill. And that's what then I know your brain and body are, are surviving on stress hormones and you're needing stimulation all day and chemicals all day and then chemicals to calm you down or sedatives at night. That's how I know that you're functioning on stress. Does that help a little bit? That helps 100%. I think that clarifies it for me and definitely for my audience because that's yeah. the, I, I like the fact you gave us the yeah. actual signs of how do you know that you are actually running on stress, right? Mm -hmm. And the caffeine is a yeah. big one. And a lot of people don't realize this. Mm -hmm. You know, Dr. Romy, you're a doctor that, you know, you can use caffeine properly. It's not, caffeine is not the evil. Yes. It's kind of like guns don't yes. kill people. It's stupid people with guns kill people. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. like caffeine is not yes. a problem. It's yes. how we use it. You know, I drink tea, for example, you know, yes. tea has caffeine, but I'm not yeah. loading myself up with 300 milligrams a day, you know, kind of. Yeah, you, you don't need it to survive or show up for this podcast interview. And that's the key. There are a lot of people that can't get going in the morning without it. And what kind of tea do you like to drink? Um, I'm more, I drink a wide variety. I'm a, for my mornings, I'm a black tea, green tea, mostly kind of guy. Yeah. 
um, doing yeah. my longer fast days. I might do some hibiscus tea or some surracy because it's a bit more nice. bitter and it's has like a probiotic yeah. effect. So um, it just depends ah. on um, I it just See, depends I'm on what I'm doing. I'm learning something from you. Yeah. So yeah, I we we were talking before the podcast that we both have Indian aunties in our heritage, and so I didn't know if you were going to say a good cup of chai made with like milk because <laughs> that's one of mine. But the these days I'm loving matcha, and I make matcha lattes at home right. with oat milk, so a pure organic high grade Japanese matcha, and then I use oat milk to sweeten it up a little bit and froth it, and that's been great caffeine but it it has the um chemicals in it that like are not creating that crash that i get with black coffee oh and you know everyone just fyi i have an episode on the show where i interviewed jenny shea and she uh is an expert on tea and we broke the whole ah, thing down. i can't wait like to hear that. it i think that was early in the earlier this year and she Yay. broke down different types of teas yeah. she even has a book that you can purchase that talks about tea and the benefits and oh, cool. for me personally tea has been a big help because I'm naturally an asthmatic, and then my audience knows I reverse my asthma mm. by healing my gut. Mm. And tea, because antioxidant yeah. benefits, yes. was key in me healing yeah. my gut. So, but, but that is with amazing. that being said, though, yeah. like talking about the whole thing is that we we have to just be careful what we um what we ingest, and we also got to realize too mm. that when it comes to the, to our body weight, you can have all the right the diet and eat all the right things and do all the right things that you think you're doing. But if you're stressed, your body will hold on to body fat. And because what happens is when yes, you're stressed, preach. your body doesn't know if you're running from a lion or if you're just mm. having a bad day. And remember, our body raises cortisol when we get stressed. Remember that with a stress response, a lot of times our body holds on to energy because it needs it for the future instead of releasing it. So, you know, we just got to be very mindful, very careful. Stress. In Jamaica, and if you ever heard this, in Jamaica, um, and I might have to correct my brother one time because he said, I'll sleep when I die. And, you know, because he's working so hard, he's doing so yeah. many jobs. And I'm like, well, if that's the case, God you're probably going to die quicker than you were planning to. Because if you don't get quality Absolutely. sleep, that leads to poor stress as well. Go yeah. ahead. And and that's not just in Jamaica, Zico. That's here. A lot of the industries that I work with, they say the same thing. And in, in tech, as an example, is, you know, sleep is for the weak. And that's something I've been on a crusade that, you know, sleep is the new status symbol of successful professionals. So, yeah, it, it's not just your brother and it's not just people in Jamaica. It seems like it's become this global mindset. Which is what you call glorifying stress, right? Because like that in that way, saying, hey, mm -hmm. I'll sleep when I die. You're literally glorifying the stress. Mm -hmm instead of handling and dealing with yeah. it, right? Yeah. Nice. yeah. And uh, I just want to say one more thing too, because while we're on the topic of stress, because as I uh, as we as we go about and we try to make changes in our lives, we just gotta remember that there's so many ways to get the results that we're looking for in business and in our in our physical life mm -hmm. without having to necessarily stress ourselves out. Um, yeah. if, and the, yeah. one of the big problems that leads with stress I've seen with clients quite often is the all or nothing mentality. And what I'm saying by that mm -hmm. is they're like, either they're good or they're mm -hmm. bad. And if they're bad, they beat themselves over yeah. the head. But if they're good, they feel like they yeah. got to stress themselves out and keep going. So just remember yeah. that, that. And that's that stress success cycle. That's that glorifying God, you stress you're talking so well. about, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah. one thing I can say that's key that can help you even with your stress as well, as we're talking about sleep, because I have an, um, a, a, an entire article on sleep that you guys can read. But I want to say one this one thing that's been very beneficial for me with lowering my stress levels, changing my alarm. I wake up every day around 530 to 6, but I do set an alarm just in case. 
but my alarm is soft and it's pleasant. And I wake up feeling like mm -hmm. I'm in heaven. When you wake up mm -hmm. to that ang, ang, ang every morning, Ooh, that your stress hormones jerk, are just like exactly Ooh. that hard jerk immediately yeah. raises your body's cortisol and immediately stresses you out. They have done research to show that many Americans, it was just done on Americans. I know it happens all over the world, but many Americans experience at least five to six stressors within the first hours of hour of them waking up. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's that alarm or then people pick up their phone and they look at their calendar. They look at their emails. They look at their text messages. They look at their news headlines like there's dozens of things stressing out. You know what we actually recommend is there are special alarm clocks that are made for your circadian rhythm where 30 minutes before your wake up time, you get the light that's stimulating sunlight coming into your room and it just naturally wakes you up so that, and then to your point, a pleasant sound. And there's actually alarm clocks that are like that. You know, you were talking Zico about the cortisol, which is, I'm so glad that you're bringing in brain science and the, and the chemistry. You know, one thing that I'll add into the research is we know a lot of research has been done on the acute stress response. So you're running away from a lion, you have a work deadline. My research is focused on what happens when you're chronically stressed out. It's much deeper than just the cortisol response, right? <clears throat> What's really happening is the cortisol response happened in a you know part of your brain that's the autonomic nervous system and your limbic system and then something else happens you didn't come back to a ground set or zero like Zico always teaches you instead <clears throat> so many things are happening in life and you've been chronically stressed out for weeks for months and you have these busy brain symptoms that I was just talking about. What actually happens is an additional mechanism of inflammation, neuroinflammation, where there's elevation of something known as interleukins in your brain, affecting your hypothalamus, the SCN nucleus, which is the circadian rhythm, the biological clock for everything that I was talking about earlier. And that inflammation will affect your sleep-wake cycle, all the hormones, your metabolism, your weight regulation, your breathing, your immune system, all of that. And that's the mechanism that I discuss in the busy brain cure that can now lead to chronic diseases and chronic illnesses that could actually kill you. And that's kind of like that next level of stress that people are operating at. And at this point, what happens, Zico, two things in their fitness is they followed a clean eating plan. I mean, I'm just going to pick whole 30 as an example. They're actually gaining weight or they're doing intermittent fasting and the blood sugar crashes are so bad that they're having severe mood swings or ready to drop out from hypoglycemia. Or you do like a high intensity interval training class that you normally could handle. And all of a sudden you see belly bloating or your blood sugar drops. And you're like, wait a minute, I used to feel so good from this hit class. Like what happened? That's a sign that your brain has crossed over into busy brain and chronic stress. And now it's impacting everything else in your body. I have a question on that. Um, because mm -hmm. often it's just happened to me before where I, I feel like now that you're explaining that, I, I know I've experienced busy brain, brain um, level stress or chronic yeah. stress. And then that. Yeah, we all have. And yeah. then sometimes when I'm talking to someone, when I'm in that mindset and I'm talking to someone, I kind of like snap kind of easier or I don't respond as well. Mm. Is that, does that, have had, does that have anything to do with it? It can for some people, right? And that's incredible self-awareness, Zico, that you have, that I get irritable and my conversations may become really shorter. I snap at people. Other people get really quiet. 
and they don't respond at all, right? Everybody is a little different and there's no judgment. The busy brain symptoms are specifically medically these three things that you're under chronic stress so that you have adult onset attention deficit disorder or ADD or ADHD. You're having anxiety all day long and then you have insomnia, difficulty falling and staying asleep and then you have the perfectionist tendencies. That's specifically the busy brain of what we get into. And then, yes, this can negatively impact your athletic performance, your ability to lose weight. So that's kind of where I come in is your listeners are like, I did everything Zico is telling me and something is still wrong. That's why Zico brought me here because you didn't do anything wrong. It's just, there's a particular pattern of neuroinflammation in your brain and we need to get to the root cause of that and heal that. hundred percent. And I love, I, I, and you're talking about, I, I, you talk about, we, we, I was talking about acute stress, as you said. But your research goes mm -hmm. beyond that and goes to the chronic stress, Go, yeah. which is why it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a different uh, level necessarily. Like you kind of crossed over yes. and it's more impactful. Completely different It's long-lasting, yeah. right? It's, it's not just exactly. in the moment. Yeah, like I gave the example, I was under chronic stress for all these years in medical school, internship, residency, to fellowships, when I started my job, it was like a 14-year period that I was chronically sleep-deprived, Zika, right? Or you think of someone that has a newborn baby, and maybe for a year or two, they have disturbed sleep. Or somebody that's like... Um, has a new boss at work and someone got fired and they're doing the job of three people and now it's six or eight months in, right? So these are people that are living months or years in a really challenging situation. Awesome. No, that's really, really good because I, I like that you, not yeah. only are you identifying it, which is what we talk about in the beginning, but you're driving it home from our audience about what's going on, what's going on in your brain, yeah. how is it impacting your yeah. entire life? You know, the decision that you mm -hmm. make every day, how you talk to people, how you do a lot, your longevity, your health. I mean, you go to the gym because you're trying to work out and lose all this weight, but then you're chronically stressed. So there, there are people who yeah. I, I've had people, people say to me, and this is a key thing because I always bring up stress when this happens. Because people have said, I've seen yeah. this guy or this woman, she's in tremendous shape, but she died when she was 35 years old. But yes. stress yes. can be that. And thing, that's the stress. Right? The stress can absolutely do that. Like they look skinny or they look fit, but you, until I measure labs and until I get a busy brain test score, like I said, my clinic here used to be filled with elite athletes and executives that uh, looking at them and listening to their gym routine and their diets, they were doing everything right, but they were living under chronic stress and that causes inflammation in the brain and disrupts hormones and other markers of inflammation that we need to dig a little deeper beyond just exercise and nutrition. hundred percent. And with that being said, I yeah. actually audience, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm, I had an ad for this, for this uh, show, but I'm going to bypass that because I want to continue this, 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 this discussion It's extremely important. And I think the things that she's talking about can really save your, no, I don't think I know they can really save your life. So yeah. we're going to dig a little bit deeper in stuff that we're talking about here because you hit the, you, you talk about some things that I've talked with people many times, and you mentioned a couple of things mm -hmm. that I want to bring up and you can add your expertise onto it, but it's with intermittent fasting, right? Or intermittent fasting, yeah. right? So we got to be careful that because I've known a lot of people who've never fasted before said, you know what? I need to lose weight. So I'm just going to go on OMAD or one of these crazy weight loss diets or intermittent fasting. I'm going to fast eat once a day. That is such a stressor for your body, especially, and this is the key thing, especially if you're not a natural fat burner. And if you overweight, you are not a fat burner. You're going to be a carb burner for the most part. So 
So if your so if your body doesn't have enough enzymes to break down fat appropriately, which is one of the reasons why you're overweight, then you start to um, fast and your and your blood sugar drops. Right, your body may use some of the stored glycogen it has if it has any, but then it's struggling to burn fat because it doesn't have enough lipase. You get stressed. You get what they call hangry, and when you get hangry, do not get a Snickers unless you need to pick up your blood sugar. Sometimes that happens. Right, <laughs> I have I try to type two diabetic. Like I got to get a cookie. I get my blood sugar back up. So that happens, yeah. right? But my point is that like be very careful with these in these like all or nothing diets. Now I'm not saying oh man is bad. I once a week. I have, I, I fast for 22 to 24 hours, right? And I do that once a week. But, yeah. but Zico, you've primed your exactly. body and your brain to be in that place. You didn't just wake up in that all or nothing place one day or your clients that are like extremely overweight and chronically stressed. And they're like, I'm going to start today and fast exactly. for 22 hours. You, you just can't do that. I want to add to that because I had a friend the other day and this is where I'm a little bit passive sometimes where I shouldn't be, but she messaged me and she texted me and said, Hey, this weekend, I'm going to fast for two days. She's never had a long fast before. I should have said, hey, I don't think that's a good idea, but I didn't. Lo and behold, the late that day in the middle of her fast, she would tell me he has, she has a headache, she doesn't feel good. And in the back of my mind, I knew those things were going to happen. And it was my fault because I didn't say anything, which I should have. And then she texts me the next day after she, you know, she kind of ate, kind of get herself back up. And she's like, I'm never going to fast again. I said, no, 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 no. I, not that you should never fast again, but you have to train your body. And that's what I should have told her yeah, before she yeah. experienced it. Because then she, you know, yeah. because... At this point, she's thinking fasting yeah. is the issue when the issue is not fasting. Mm. So again, just be very careful yeah. with these diets. They can be very, very beneficial. Yeah. It can be very helpful, but you have to, if, you, if you're doing it to the point that you're putting your body under stress, which can lead to that busy brain mm -hmm. stress that you're telling about, you're really shortening your life. Well, or, or you have a busy brain and you have neuroinflammation and you're going to start fasting. It's not you're ideal, adding to right? It, right. And here's one thing I want to start, Zico, and I want to backtrack because um, fasting has become so trendy and I really want to honor the global healing community and know that fasting has been around as long as humanity, that many of the major religions of the world have incorporated fasting as a part of spirituality. And that's where all the research studies have come from that have made it so trendy in the West. So one, I want to honor all the ancient religions and cultures and tribes that have had fasting as a part of spirituality. I, I think that's really important to do to honor my ancestors as an example. Number two, it's fasting. It, you know, it's kind of like if you're watching the video of Zico and I, not just listening to the audio. I have a sleeveless top on. He's got a sweatshirt on. We have two different types of clothing that were made for a woman's body and a man's body. Now he could try to put on my top. It's going to look funny on him. And I could put on his sweatshirt, but it wouldn't fit as well as it does on him. Fasting is the same way. There are different protocols. If you're gender assigned female at birth or male at birth that are really important. And for women, especially as a female doctor in integrative medicine, there are different protocols for intermittent fasting that we start you on. Number one, if you have a busy brain or neuroinflammation, we need to do a few things first before you fast. But the other thing is we need to know where in your hormonal cycle you are. 
Do you have regular menstrual periods? Do you have PCOS? Are you pre-menopause? Are you post-menopause? The intermittent fasting schedules are completely different. And what we recommend, you know, Zico, I see this a lot when people tell me they're going to fast as a chief wellness officer or on the protocol. Do you deal with this too? Is they're making a busy brain or chronic stress worse because they think fasting is not about eating. Let's say, you know, the most common protocol is the 16-8 protocol. So for 16 hours, they're not eating, but eight hours, anything gives. I'm going to go get fast food. I'm going to go have a cocktail. I'm going to a holiday party. I'm going to eat the cookies and cake because I'm in my eight hour window. Oh my God. I, that, I'm dealing with that a lot. How about you? I don't see it as much because uh, usually mm -hmm. I, anybody's going to fast under my protocol. I'm very strict with them. And just like you said, though, mm -hmm. I also walk them through like, you know, what they, how they should fast based on if they're male or female, yeah. because I have a time restraint on male versus female because men are naturally better mm -hmm. fat burners. But anyway, to answer your question, I don't, I don't see this now for my friends or maybe stuff like that. I, I, I may see it from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that I really want to bring that up because there may be some people that are doing that or they're coming to you ready to. The second thing is you need to know in my brain shift protocol to heal the busy brain cure, we actually don't recommend intermittent fasting. We, we don't put anybody on any diet let's be real. Uh, diet is a four letter curse word when you have a busy brain and in corporate cultures. Um, you know, my job as an integrative medicine doctor was to study all the nutrition protocols that are out there and give people the nutrition protocol that is right for their health, but also right for their spirituality, right? Is, is I, you know, I live in a world of mindfulness where I want the vegans, the intermittent fasters, the paleos, the carb lovers, the chocoholics, and the confused people to all be able to sit down and have a meal at one table together and feel like they belong and they're loved. Like, is that an auntie wish or not? But like, that's who I am, right? And I know, and you're nodding your head up and down because you were raised by elders who are the same way. Everybody is welcome to the table, yep. right? With, with that being said, <laughs> I have something to add on to that because um, I, I go to church on the seventh day Sabbath, right? And that's the yeah, day that I yeah. fast, right? So, mm -hmm. um, on this, so when I have my my meal right before, or my, maybe at the beginning of the Sabbath, I don't eat until either the close of the Sabbath or almost to the close Sabbath the next okay. day. But that's important to understand because that's my once yeah. a week 20, 22 to twenty four hour fast. But it's it's purposeful because it's on the Sabbath where I don't work. I'm in church. Mm -hmm. I'm with um, I'm, I'm with friends, you know, yeah. significant others, Community. so on and so forth. And I'm having yeah. a, a good time. And that's why when the research is done, and this is when research gets dangerous and tell me if you think I'm wrong, but um, by the way, I'm never wrong, but <laughs> this is. <laughs> I'm going to ask your girlfriend, know, right? like, know, right? like, don't, don't get Auntie Romy started, boy. <laughs> I just set myself up for that one. Um, but uh, what's my point here? What's, I, I forgot what I was talking about. Yeah. So. You were talking about spirituality and the research. Yes. So yeah. when the research is done a lot on the on spirituality, they don't realize that they're not fasting and doing other things. They're usually fasting mm -hmm. and they're in a level of spirituality. They're praying, they're meditating. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, they, even the the even within Indian and other cultures where they have um, you know certain festivals throughout the year where they're supposed to fast for certain holidays. Mm -hmm. During those fasting periods, they're supposed to be in a level of spirituality and. And kind of raising their yeah. levels of spirituality. So those, yeah. that's important versus Absolutely. if you already have it, a busy brain and then you're fasting on yes. top of that, adding the stress and then you're working and doing the other things. Yeah. You're not mimicking the same yeah. fast that the research is done on. Agreed. 
Agreed. Agreed. That is so important. It's, it's bringing that mind, body, spirit connection all in. So what the nutrition protocol that we actually are doing with the neuroinflammation is we're trying to stabilize the brain, not the body, the brain's reaction to glucose and insulin levels. And this is really important for people to understand is people can often think sugar and glucose and insulin and think pancreas and diabetes type two. But we know that insulin and sugar sensitivity is a completely separate pathology in the brain. And that will create worse busy brain symptoms, the adult onset ADD, the I need caffeine to keep going. So we actually don't put people on a diet. I want people to once or twice a week have comfort food. We don't call it a cheat meal. Like comfort food are the foods that are tied to your religious festivals, your ancestry, uh, a celebration, a family meal. We actually just start very simple with this biohack that I researched, which was you choose one thing, Zico, a high glycemic sugar or caffeine, not both within an hour of each other. So people could have slow carbs, like a low glycemic food, like sweet potato, brown rice, quinoa. But if you're gonna have white sugar, white rice, white potato, white bread, white flour, okay, then no caffeine for an hour before or after that, right? And because the two together compounded will fuel neuroinflammation and then destroy the rest of your body's health. And it's something so simple and people do it. And now it's starting. They've already reset their circadian rhythm by the sleep challenge and everything we put people through and they're on the right supplements. So by the time they get to week five and do this, the sugar cravings have stopped and their belly bloating is going down because the brain bloating is going down, then the belly bloating is going down. So now all of a sudden we're priming the brain. And then in week six, we add one to two servings of healthy fat at every meal. I keep it that simple, right? I People are busy. And so I want to give them a biohack that's easy to do if you're traveling, if you're going to work, if you're a busy parent, you just do these things. And then honestly, if you're going to join Zico's program and do intermittent fasting as a part of it, give it this eight week to cure your busy brain and the negative impact of chronic stress. Now you've primed your brain and your body and your hormones to now start a proper, you know, fasting protocol if you want to. Most people can just maintain on this and do absolutely well. So, and so, and that's what you do with actual clients, right? When you, after you test them, yeah. right? Yeah. So th this is the, this is the eight week protocol. And we had a thousand executives go through this. So a thousand people whose busy brain score was above a 30. They had chronic stress, Zico. They were burned out. They had physical symptoms that were related to stress, whether it was joint pain, uh, you know, immune health issues, hormones are off, uh, whatever, all those things that we talk about in the book. And they do this for eight weeks and then they're feeling better and their busy brain score improves, their labs start to normalize, and they're feeling more energized during the day. And why people like it is because I didn't put you on a diet. Right. Which is the key word. Mm -hmm. I didn't put you on a diet because that's, I yes. just, uh, by the time the episode comes out, it's going to be maybe a month or so behind. But today, as I'm recording the episode released with, uh, when we were talking about uh, most uh, weight loss or like fitness uh, programs out there, they focus on diet and working out, diet and working out, diet and work, and it doesn't work mm -hmm. for most people. And the things that you are mm -hmm. talking about right now and the things that you know and the things that you worked on with clients, 
or is, is it is the main reason why it doesn't work for so many people so again that's how we have mm -hmm. to be we have to we have we cannot play with stress we cannot there's research that's done yeah. on even like uh the seventh adventist church or just churches in general and mm -hmm. realize that people who are connected to religion tend to live longer because they usually mm. when you're connected to religion and then you're connected to a higher being it's easier for you to release stress mm. right because you, you think yeah. the rest goes or, or to some spiritual practice or or even you know there's a lot of people that may not identify with the religion because i speak to a diverse global audience so any religion that is true or any spiritual path or any rituals you have so even if you say i believe in the universe or my community is my yoga community or whatever that is that is community that is spirituality your connection to one and a source that is bigger, bigger than, than you you, you know and small yeah. groups as well mm -hmm. like we realize that connection with others mm -hmm. in small groups um i'm going to get into like a very important part where we're going to talk about things that you can do to um to deal with a busy brain and release that chronic stress but before we do that i want to talk a bit about what i do right so number one yeah tell me i'd love to hear. uh the alarm that's the most important thing for me because i wake <laughs> up to a harsh alarm my day's already crap so that's mm -hmm. the first thing that 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 i deal with uh, the next thing is that when I wake up, I pray. It's my first thing every morning, right? I pray, I connect to my higher being. Again, that's very important for me. And I'm not trying to push it on anybody. I'm saying for me personally, that's important. And that makes my day mm -hmm. so much better. But some other things that I say everybody can implement. Uh, before I eat, uh, I read um, a, a chapter of or so of the Bible where I'm reading before I eat because it has to calm me down. But if you, if you again, if you don't want to read the Bible, you can do um, breath work. You can do a little bit of meditation. You want to put yourself in that rest and digestive mm -hmm. state before you eat or not yes. even just before you eat, but yeah. as often as you can, when you feel like you're busy, I take a second and I pray. You can just take a second, take some good di um, diaphragmatic breaths and calm yourself down and put yourself in that state behind me. Everybody knows what they see. Your boy can play. Your boy can play. I love playing my guitar. Yes, and yes, I, I And that's one of the yeah. things I do as well. When I'm, I I go outside, I live in Florida. So, you know, Dr. Romy here lives the, practically down the street from me. So, yeah. you know, like I go outside, I sit by the dam yeah. where the bird, where the animals are, oh and God. I play my guitar. I play, right now I'm practicing Christmas music. So I sit down, I, and I'm on plug. So those are some of the things you can do. Just unplug, unplug from the world. If you're a musician, you can play some music. If you're not a musician, you can listen to music. You know, you can yeah. take take deep breaths, relax, connect with nature, connect with animals. There's a reason why I sit on mm -hmm. the ground outside. Grounding mats are great. I have a grounding mat. I have red light therapy bulb. I'm a big fan. But it's never going to be better than nature. So, you know, th mm -hmm. that's only what you can use as needed. But your focus should be getting on the ground, you know, connecting with nature, connecting with earth. There's research on that. I'm not just mm -hmm. saying a bunch of stuff that's going to sound heebie-jeebie. That's why we have all these grounding products now, because it's been the benefit for your health and lowering stress, right? So, you know, there's mm -hmm. so many little... So you've just given a lot of great tips. Thank you, Zico, you know, and I co-sign on all of them. And can I tell you the reality of, of the world I live in? And I bet even some of the clients as they start with you before they get into your protocols is when you're living under chronic stress, the busy brain will fool you when you wake up to think, I don't have time to pray and meditate or go work out or be out in nature or eat my breakfast slowly. They've already looked at their phone 
They're checking emails. They're responding to emails in their pajamas in their bed while they're rushing to the bathroom to get ready for the day or get school children out for school. Right. So, so I really want to honor that it, it, there's something going on. That's, it's not you. If you can't do those things, what I'm hearing, and I want to summarize for people is whether you have 10 minutes in the morning or you have two hours is to have a ritual that does not involve a digital device is, is the key, right? And that is calming of your senses to the best of your ability. And everyone has 10 minutes in the morning, you know, because I think Zico of how many clients I serve globally who have small children and have to wake up and get them out the door to school while they're trying to get to work. Right. So, you know, I want to be mindful of everyone and everything you said is great. I have the same ritual that, you know, we talked about the kind of alarm clock I wake up to, but can I tell you what's so beautiful is I have a senior dog Raja. And I always say that like, he is one of the angels in the house and connected to heaven is he naturally, even with the time change, we, he wakes up first. And when he wake up, I wake up without an alarm clock about 45 minutes prior to sunrise. So that gives me the chance to get up and get him out the door. That's our first thing. I have to be honest. He's a senior dog. He can't wait anymore. And then when I come back in, I start my morning rituals Uh, you know, uh, brush my teeth and all those things. And then I have the chance to pray too. But what I want people to know is, you know, I'm a busy woman running a company, a chief wellness officer. I'm often traveling. I schedule my sleep and I schedule that morning ritual time, whether I'm home with my dog or not first, and then everything else in my business day goes around it. And I think Zico, that's what I'm hearing from you too, right? That you purposely structure your day. So you have your time to do those things in the morning. 100%. I mentioned it to, to there's a group uh, for Lumen. They, I think right now, I don't remember 25, 25, 26,000 people. I don't know how it is, but one day group experts. And I talked to them about health and wellness. And, you know, oftentimes would ask me a question. One of the things I brought up was you know their morning routine and i told them what my morning routine was yeah. and they said exactly what you just said I, they said it's nice that you have time to do those things i'm like it takes like 10 minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> like but exactly your busy brain tricks yeah. you into thinking hey you don't have time to do those things i don't have that 10 minutes i have to do this work email right away my boss emailed me last night and i slept through the email that's what chronic stress will do to you. And that's why we created this eight week protocol so that you wake up in the morning and you're like, I got 10 minutes. And Zico, you and I both know, right? That 10 minutes magically turns into 25 <laughs> and you still have a really productive day because now you got in prayer, meditation, a cup of tea, a sunrise, like whatever you get in, right? It's, it's um, pick the rituals that are calming that do not involve a digital device. I have a question for you on top of that. Cause we're talking about tips to deal with a busy brain. So let's do, what about like the night before you like your nighttime rituals before you're going to sleep? Are there any tips you have there that can help my audience? Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't about tips or tricks, Zico, right? I really want to be clear is there's a lot of tips and tricks out there on the internet. I'm a doctor and a researcher. I researched what micro habits were the most effective to heal chronic stress in the brain. And then we tested it on people to make sure it worked. I really want to be, so there's an eight week protocol in the book. 
And they all the micro habits stack upon one, one another. So step one is take the busy brain test and know your score. Step two, we do the seven day sleep challenge where you already do this and I do, but maybe not a lot of people do. It's scheduling the time to go to sleep and waking up. And there's other things that are really important to do for your bedroom and your sleep. And then we recommend supplements that can calm the neuroinflammation and reset your circadian rhythm and sleep-wake cycle. So that's key. So now all of a sudden people are feeling better. Then to your point is we did the research study in over 500 liters at our company for digital detox. And this is really important to know Zico for your audience. I did this research study in a company that manages hotels that are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and 365 days a year. And I told the top leaders and managers of these hotels, you are going to shut off your phones and digital devices 30 to 60 minutes before bedtime. If there's an emergency at work, they'll call you, but you're not going to be emailing and texting and, and on social media or watching TV. And the results were astounding in simple terms. People were sleeping better and their anxiety was doing better than had I given them Xanax, a prescription sedative or sleeping pill, right? And so part week three is we ask people to do digital detox, but that doesn't mean not just work email or no social media. It also means the e-readers, no TV. Um, You know, if you're going to listen to meditation music at night or a podcast, we really ask that you keep the phone away from you because you and I both know what happens. You put on a meditation app. And then all of a sudden you get a notification and you're checking emails while you're meditating, right? So none of that. So that's step three in the protocol that we ask people to do. Step four is we tried to add meditation in because I'm a mindfulness expert, but all these years I was working with people and they had chronic stress and they're like, I can't shut down my busy brain and meditate. So we actually added sound healing and brain pause in there. So music therapy or sound healing, um, in, in your headphones to help you during the day and at night. And so these, these are researched micro habits that calm the neuroinflammation down and you do it in this order that by the time you get to week five, people's sugar cravings have stopped. Oh, I definitely believe that. And I've always said that the research yeah. shows the connection between stress and sugar cravings. You know exactly how that goes, especially when we're talking about chronic stress. And I have a personal story on that because uh, yeah, I, I had it. someone on the show um, um, who he was the creator of Swanic, right? The nighttime glasses, um, blue light blocking glasses, and I have blue light blocking bulbs in my house. But I also had Devin Burke on the show, who's a sleep expert. And Devin Burke's men- mentality was he believes in blue light blockers, but he believes the issue is more how busy your brain is at night versus uh, I remember um the, the creator of Swanick was like, well, you can wear these and do your your emails and do your things that you'll fall asleep just fine. So being the crazy person that I am, I tested it out. And let me tell you, it doesn't oh, good. matter. I want to know what you It found. doesn't matter if I have the lights pitch black in the house and I have on my blue light blocking glasses. If I'm on Instagram or any kind of social media or on my phone, I will not fall asleep. But then can I tell you my research to tie break what they're both saying? They're both right and they're both wrong. The blue light lock blocking glasses. So I want you to know this is the medical research coming in from people that don't make the device because people who make the device, they're going to find statistics and research to say, use it. The blue light blockers will work during the daytime when you're working to reduce eye strain and headaches. Okay. And help you focus a little longer and maybe in some people reduce dry eye, but 
any kind of light in the house does hit the back of your retina, does go through the hypothalamus and does, it absolutely tells the busy brain center, your circadian rhythm. Hey, Romy, Zico, woo, wake up. It's time to start thinking, stressing and obsessing again, right? And then on top of it, like from a spiritual mindfulness place, you could be like my favorite movies are Star Wars. If I'm watching that at night, I think I'm relaxing and doing something to make me happy. But our conscious brain doesn't know the difference of that's on TV versus I'm in the middle of the fight with the <laughs> lightsabers and the stormtroopers, right? And same thing on Instagram. So your brain is immersed in it. You, what you said is absolutely right, Zika. So one, they're blue, but the other thing that the blue light does that I, neither the sleep specialist, I think I'm hearing, I have to listen to the episodes or this other person said is any kind of light, but the blue light especially will drop your serotonin and melatonin levels in the evening. And that's really bad. Serotonin is your feel good hormone that gives you that sense of peace and happiness and gratitude and joy. It is the natural body's antidote to depression and anger. And melatonin is key not only in your sleep-wake cycle, but in metabolism and so many other things, right? So the light will disturb that, and you know, on top of watching news or whatever will wake you up and give you an adrenaline rush or whatever. So um, I, I, my research says no to that and we see results. So bottom line, like people do this and they see results. And then what happens? You're sleeping. So you're productive. So the emails that you needed to knock out during the day or the book you're writing or whatever, you're more productive and focused and getting it done. So you don't have to do all this stuff at night. Exactly. And you know what? I I, I love yeah. that you, and that's what I was kind of going with that work. I, I found that it's a combination. The blue light blocking gases mm -hmm. and the blue light blocking lights for, as I said, like in the, um, when the, when the sun goes down, the only light I have on in the house are my blue light blockers in the bathroom. I nice. don't turn on any nice. other light because exactly what you're saying, it nice. signals my body's time yeah. to wake up. And then on top of that, at mm -hmm. certain time, by about 7, 7.30, all my digital stuff is put away. And in nice. addition, I'm going to say Good this, you. you know, it's uh, because Sabbath starts Friday evening. And okay. I don't get on social mm -hmm. media. I don't do anything like that. It's me and the Lord from that 24 hours. Every, and I always say this to people, every Sabbath night, Friday evening, the best sleep I could ever have. Like every mm -hmm. Sabbath mm -hmm. night, it's like, I'm my, it's like my serotonin level and my melatonin levels are naturally higher. And I just feel so mm -hmm. amazing. And I have a question yeah. for you, Dr. Report. Yes. You address that because yes. you were talking about the light and you're the expert here because I've seen research and I've heard people talk about even the light hitting your skin. So not just your eyes, but hitting your skin can um, lower your melatonin and serotonin levels as well. Is that mm. true by any chance? Well, it, it, no, because it, one, it depends the mel the amount of melanin in our skin. You know, you and I are blessed with extra melanin. So it, there hasn't been conclusive evidence. The That sunlight hitting the skin can activate certain pathways. But again, you need more exposure to sunlight, pure sunlight, not the artificial light that like I'm sitting in front of right now for this podcast recording. And so that's a little bit different, you know, and for those of us that are blessed with a melanin in our skin, we need more time. In oh, I apologize. I didn't um, ask without clothing. I didn't that, ask yeah. a question properly. So I'm talking about it at night, for example, you know how we try to stay away from blue light yeah. at night for hitting our retinas. Yeah. 
Yeah. So if it, but do yeah. the blue does the let's say the artificial blue light at night hitting our skin does that impact our sea levels at all? Not typically, no. It's it's really the brain mechanism from the eyes that goes to the systems in the brain and the limbic system and hypothalamus that's creating your sleep wake cycle or your stress cycle or calm down cycle. So absolutely, you said something so sacred there about the Sabbath, and it's you know what we find in the pure intermittent fasting data is there is this level of happiness and peaceful sleep and calm and focus because there's a spiritual element to things, right? So th there's something to be said that on Sabbath, you are doing digital detox and having more peaceful sleep. It's not just because you're doing digital detox and off of toxic social media. It's also because there's a spiritual component that you feel connected to there, right? So, so that could be true of anybody that has a spiritual practice that is now saying, I'm going to have that spiritual practice and also do digital detox while I'm doing that. And that spiritual practice could be yoga. It could be fasting for a different religious holiday, you know, whatever that is. And so um, that that brings an, another sacred element of the connection of the mind, body, and spirit that you've alluded to so many times. So as I'm sitting here, right, you drop so many gems from our audience. And by the way, everyone, I did say I skipped my ad for today. My the information for my sponsor, there's CBDs. They will the link will be in the in the in the description of the podcast. You go and check them out. I've talked about them many times. Um, they'll be fine. This information is something that we can skip over, and I wanted to really get a lot deeper into it and get some knowledge out there for you because what you're learning right now can really save your life. Or even though if you're not chronically stressed, it can also help you with your weight management. Or even if, if you are chronically stressed and you want to get rid of a busy brain, it helps you with your weight management. I mean, how you feel, how you relate with your kids, your loved ones. I mean, just overall improve the quality of your life. So I really want to tie that in. And But I want to finish with this. Dr. Romy, you're the expert and I, and I give it all to you here. So whatever is on your mind that you want to tell my audience, you want to talk about, even if you want to talk about, just talk about your book. I didn't get in touch with you, all that wonderful stuff. You know, two things, Zico. Thank you for having me here and for the work you're doing in the world. You're saving more lives than many doctors by giving people a loving place to come and take care of their nutrition and their weight. I just really want to have a real moment. If somebody's listening to this in Zico's community or mine and you're like, I really want to be fit and do these protocols, but that chronic stress, I'm in that dark place. I want to tell you what I wish somebody had told me when I was sitting in the surgeon's office and realized my life was changing forever, is that your brain is not broken and your mind is not a mess and hope did not depart your soul. It's a busy brain and Zico and I are here to be your hope holders and help you to brain shift. You're not alone. And, and I think I really want to share that with someone who's listening because when you have a busy brain it can fool you to think you're all alone and we're both here to tell you you're not alone if any of this resonated with you i'm dr romy on social media my website you can take the busy brain test for free and the book the busy brain cure the eight-week plan to find focus tame anxiety and sleep again is out now globally wherever you buy books including at barnes and nobles target walmart um, amazon kindle audible and do me a favor and buy a copy for your doctor so they understand the labs you need to check to be well. And Zico, with that, again, I thank you for what you're doing for your community of giving people such a sacred space to be healthy in mind, body, spirit. And it's just been an honor to share my journey and my research with you. 
Thank you. And I'm going to say, I'm a very busy person. So if you come to me, I just send you to Dr. Romy. How about that? I'm <laughs> 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 really, baby. That's all I got. That's all I got. Right. So, but seriously, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been a fantastic conversation. I mean, and it's such a blessing and per great because it's towards the beginning of the year when so much stress is um going on and we have a lot of people are trying to you know get healthier lose weight and you know change their lives and that in itself is a stress so your book is going to be out and have these conversations going to be fantastic and of course i'm gonna make sure that the show notes are going to be zikahealth.com slash busy brain you know that's what i was going with zikahealth.com slash busy brain you click on it you get access to all her wonderful information and you may learn more about the work that she has done and continues to do for thousands and thousands of people. The show notes can be in the description of the podcast, of course, right? So if you're watching on YouTube, you're on Apple, Spotify, wherever, click on the show notes and be able to access her um, Dr. Romy's information as well. So thank you for being here, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you everybody for watching. We're out for the day, fam. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.